It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get right through now, it. the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. From Amari, Christian, Skyler, Caitlin, Nolade, Jordan, Antonio, Eddie, and the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. And for I'll tell you, it sure seems like Christmas got here all of a sudden. It's coming up the end of this week, and uh, this is the final week before Christmas. Hope you've got your Christmas shopping done. I think most of mine is done. We have a great show in store today and some great ones coming up through the week. Plus, all this week, I'm going to sque- squeeze in as much Christmas music as I possibly can because... As you all know, our Christmas music is better than everyone else's because it's local. So we'll be doing that for sure. But let me let me tell you about uh, today's show. Uh, coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with um, John, John Roadhamel, who's written an interesting book, um, 
and it's called uh, America's Original Sin, and it talks about white supremacy and its impact on uh, uh, John Wilkes Booth and the assassination of uh, Abraham Lincoln. Um, fascinating uh, book for history buffs. In the, and that's coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. In the second half of our three-hour tour, uh, philosophy professor Jason Damien Hill from St. Paul uh, or DePaul University in Chicago rather has a new book um, some people might find a little uncomfortable called What Do White Americans Owe Black People Racial Justice in the Age of Post-Oppression and he has some very interesting ideas. We're going to start out with um, a, uh, an author and speaker, Kenny Down, who has a, a new book, uh, or just recently out anyway, called The Mirror, the Window, and the Wall, The Life-Changing Power of Finding Your True Self. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking with uh, Kenny coming up in just a uh, couple of minutes. But some interesting uh, shows this week, to be sure. Wednesday, we're going to do our... Uh, year in review and we're going to start with the um, editor uh, uh, oh no no um, we're going to have uh, Brendan Beery back it's been a while since Brendan has been here he's our go-to guy on all things SCOTUS and we're going to talk about the year in review as it relates to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court and probably make some projections about next year and then on armchair politics uh, the author of American Schism, Seth Radwell, will be joining our roundtable regulars, Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter, for a recap of uh, all of the highlights of uh, 2021. It started with a bang, literally, if you think of the uh, Capitol insurrection, but um, lots of uh, interesting stuff from 2021. And then uh, on Thursday... That's on Wednesday, by the way, as Armchair Politics always is. On Thursday, we have a, a two-hour uh, show with um, uh, forensics tech and videographer Roscoe Clark giving us an update and possibly some breaking news with regard to a 25-year-old murder mystery, that of Jean Benet Ramsey, who was uh, found dead uh, on, on Christmas Day or the next day, uh, but uh, Christmas of 1996. So this makes this the 25th anniversary that this investigation has been going on. And we're going to talk about all of the things that have been discovered in that time and possibly some new evidence with Roscoe. Anyway, Kenny is up next. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is the author of uh, a new book called The Mirror, the Window, and the Wall, The Life-Changing Power to Finding Your True Self. And uh, his name is Kenny Down. He joins me by phone. Hi, Kenny. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome, Tom. Thank you for having me, and, and I'm glad to be here. Um. Now you have, uh, there's a lot more to your writings than than just this book. This is not your 
first time at the rodeo, as they say. You've been writing and and, uh, uh, you're an author, speaker, spiritual leader. Um, You've written novels and and short stories, poetry, and vlogs, (laughs) which I I don't get to say very often. Um, But tell me a little bit about... uh, First of all, the um, your webpage, the New Thought Life webpage. Well, the New Thought Life webpage is my author's webpage. It's at newthoughtlife.org, and I hope your listeners will, will check that out. But on there you can find my books, and you're right, I've got four books out currently. I've got the this current, which I would call a, a short book, book or a novella and i've got another one of those which is the first thing i ever wrote called the care and keeping of a shan which is about relationship and the relationship particularly that i have with my wife and uh my other book uh, awakened giant sleeping spirit is a novel and that book deals with the story of recovery and spiritual teachers and that's a fictional book but it's one of those books you read, and this is goes for all my books, that you read and you are entertained while you're reading because they're all real page-turners, and all my books have done really well, thank goodness. Uh, so I've been very fortunate in that respect. But they're page-turners, and so you're entertained as you're reading the book. But the thing that's different about these books is that you have a spiritual experience or a spiritual awakening while you're reading the book, they're they're inspirational in that way. My third book was the book Darko, the Sacred Heart of One Johanny Darko, and that's a Joan of Arc for our time story. It's about a young young girl like Joan of Arc, but born into today's world here in the United States, and she, through her spiritual uh, connections and the these visions is what she calls the voices, as did Joan and Art, Joan of Art. Uh, she uh, proceeds to lead a great movement, and it deals a lot with some of the social justice and environmental justice issues of our time. And then this latest book, which I've been really happy about, is probably my most popular book. It's the shortest, uh, probably, of all of them, but it's to the point, and it packs a, a really big spiritual punch. Well, I want to ask you about the title of this new book, The Mirror, the Window, and the Wall. Now, I have some impressions about what that what that means and, and what's significant about a mirror, a window, and a wall. But, but what does it mean for you? Why, how did you come about picking this title? This 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 book and this these three things were really that I included in the title were really born of years of experience working and helping with people and helping people find their their path in this planet and, and in their lives uh, and through years of working one on one with people as a sponsor and a spiritual mentor to you know many many people through many years. I found that there were these three things that really were the things that blocked us from having the this finding our true selves or or following our heart's desire is a way that I really like to put it. You know, people have these these inclinations, these deep desires to live a certain life, 
and they just can't get there. And these are the three things that block us. The, it's the, what we think about ourselves, that's the mirror. What do you think about yourself? What do you see when you look in the mirror? And oftentimes we see the, not the truth, but something that's not even close to the truth. We see failure or somebody that's not pretty enough or good-looking enough or, or rich enough or successful enough in today's society. And society piles on more than ever today these kinds of things. And that's really the mirror. The window is how we want other people to view us. And that's the, the window that we hold up and we try to control what other people think about us. This is the, was the second thing that I've really noticed that blocks most people. The, and, you know, trying to control that is exhausting. It makes us sick. It makes us unable to achieve anything that we want to things that are the greatest importance in our life or are not the things that we're paying attention to. And then the wall are these walls that we build up through many, many years between us and other people where we compartmentalize our lives and we're a different person at work than we are when we're with our high school friends and a different person than we're with our family and our grandparents and our brothers and sisters. And that we that that compartmentalization and these building up of walls where some people are blocked out completely and other people are separated and only allowed in in certain ways. So that's really what I came up with, the mirror, well, the window, and the wall. That was kind of what I was thinking, you know, about the mirror representing, you know, how we view ourselves and and the wall, you know, certainly being how we cut ourselves off or, or even the obstacles that we run into. But I had the window backwards. Um, you talk about it in terms of how people view us, and I was thinking of maybe how we view other people. Yeah, well, it, it really the window is is two ways. It's you know it's different than the mirror in that way. So you're right as well that that when we are trying to control what other people think of us, it also changes the view we have of the world because in some cases we're concerned about what other people think about us. When the truth is, they're not really thinking about us at all. They're thinking about themselves. Most people. And they're thinking about their families and what they can do to help some people. And so it, it's, it's two ways. But it really, um, you know, the, the window trying to control what other people think. You think about today's society. You think about Facebook. That's the greatest example of that. You know, we're now, we, we put on a, a, an image on Facebook, most people do, that is not really the truth, nor is it even the, near the truth about that person. And it's a it's it's a kind of way that we control what other people think that we're going to show them great pictures when we're on vacation, but we're not going to show them a little video of when we get into an argument with somebody at the store when we're in paradise, you know, or or when we cut somebody off in traffic, those kinds of things. No, that's what YouTube is for. <laughs> that's right. Somebody else will post that. So, but in our attempt to control what other people think about us, we're, we're uh, pretty exclusive in what we post and what we don't. 
More about finding your true self with author, speaker, and spiritual seeker, Kenny Down. Straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-Double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, 
where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. From Alicia, Elena, Gabriella, Erica, and the Tom Sumner Program. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More about finding your true self with author, speaker, and spiritual seeker, Kenny Down. Straight ahead. Well, let me ask you about the other part of the title. The the full title is The Mirror, The Window, and The Wall, The Life-Changing Power of Finding Your True Self. And and when I see that phrase, true self, is there a a difference between your true self and, I don't know what to call it, your regular self? I think there's only one really true self or regular self. All the other stuff is us putting on a mask and playing a stage character. Many times we're playing a character that was assigned to us against our will. So if we can look in the mirror and I can see that, hey, I'm a loving child of God or creator or spirit, whatever word you would use there, but I'm a loving child of this planet. I belong here. Uh, I'm surrounded by beauty in all directions and I can fulfill my heart's desire that's a lot different than what a lot of people will see in the mirror, especially people that have been growing up in certain circumstances will see I'm a failure, I'm not good enough. And the, the window is the same thing, that when I release that design to control what other people think, and I am the same person in each of these areas of my life, I'm just who I am, I'm an open book, and all the walls come down, what is left is the true self. All of the rest of that is stage character and theater and presentation, and it blocks us completely from being able to pursue or to realize what our heart's desiring. What discoveries have have you made, and and what? How did they come about, and what made you decide you wanted to share them with other people? Well, the primary big change is when I was 28 years old, I was addicted to heroin. I was uh, drinking around the clock, um, trying to control that, trying to control my use of narcotics by drinking (laughs) and using alcohol. And that's, you know, that's uh, led leads to the next thing, which is not a surprise. When you do that for long enough, I ended up homeless. I ended up without a job. And I got clean and sober. And in the process of doing some things and following some directions, I had what I what I call, and many call, a spiritual awakening, which is that I had uh, this awakening that my only hope was to pursue a spiritual way of life. And I think there's people, many people like me that are born like that. There's a tenderness and a a kindness and a 
uh, a love about people and that if they there's a certain people that are gentle in that way and if they don't find the spiritual experience i the proxy for that was drugs and alcohol for me well when i got clean and sober yeah you said something you said something kenny that i've only heard somebody say once before although i suspect it's fairly common referring to um using alcohol to fine tune drug use well, for, from my perspective, you know, I'm somebody that believes an addict is an addict is an addict. An alcoholic is really an alcohol addict. You know, that's the, the acronym, alcoholic. And so, um, but in many cases, people will use a substance, and it doesn't have to be drugs and alcohol. It can be food or gambling or sex, um, but they'll use these things to try to control the way that they feel. And they're all, in, in my experience, the, the discovery they asked about was that these are all a proxy for the real thing, which is a spiritual awakening and a spiritual experience. It's why I pray and meditate. It's why when I'm wrong, I try to promptly admit it. It's why I've gone back and made amends for things that I did in my past and people that I've heard, all those kinds of things are things that I have done in order to rid myself of the things that block me from from the spiritual life. Are, do all of those those problems, whether it's uh, uh, compulsive behaviors with sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Um, does all that stem from low self-esteem and how do people how is their self-esteem lowered to begin with and and how do you get that back well you know one of the old acronyms of how to get self-esteem back is to do esteemable acts in other words stop thinking about ourselves so much and think about, like, what can I bring to the party? What can I do to help others? What is it? What, what am I here for? Those, those kinds of things. I think that's, that's an answer to that, to that question. And, um, you know, the, where this stems from, I think, is still a topic of debate, and I'm not sure it's one that's been solved, but many of the people that experience these things that we talked about, drugs and alcohol, overeating, um, sex, you know, these are all, at its core, they're all self-harming behaviors. This is, you know, people talk today about people who will self-harm. Well, alcoholics and drug addicts and gamblers, and they all are self-harming. And the reason that we're self-harming, it's an ability to have some control, and it has a lot to do with what we see when we're in the mirror. A lot of that, I think, is traced to, um, but not exclusively, but a lot of it's traced to people who grow up in homes where there's alcohol and drugs involved in the house or some other kind of self-harm behavior in the parents. They're, they're not, they don't receive the love that they want, but also people will end up in the same spot that had good parents and loving parents. So uh, it's one of the things that, you know, are is, are you born with this? Which is the thing that I believe. I think there are certain people that are born in such a way that either they're going to find the spiritual way of life, 
or else they're going to find a life of suffering and depression. Kenny, before you had your epiphany or, or your spiritual awakening, when you were addicted to drugs and fine-tuning it with alcohol and all of that, did you think of yourself as doing self-harm? I, I didn't. Or, or were that's, you, that's, like a lot of people, just you just felt like you were the life of the party? There, there was a time when I felt I was the life of the party, and that, that, that was when the drugs and alcohol uh, were working for me. When they were no longer working, and in other words, it, the, it wasn't about the party, it wasn't about the camaraderie with friends, it was only about this deep desire for more. And when I, when I had that, and it's the same thing that drives people into the gambling and other things, you know, this deep desire for more, all, everything else is shoved to one side. So that was, that was my experience with that, Tom. Well, the reason that I bring that up is because when you said a couple of minutes ago um, that people can raise their self-esteem by doing esteemable acts, um, that that presupposes that they realize that what they're doing is harmful to themselves and that they need to make a change. It's it's a little bit more complicated than that. And I, wanna, and I wanted to get into that a little bit because a lot of people sure. that are abusing substances are, you know, high-functioning addicts. You know, they're, they're going to work, they're making a paycheck, they're, you know, living an everyday life, whether it's drugs or alcohol or these other things. Um, you know, gambler's of course, uh, you know, once once that starts accelerating, people run out of money and resources fairly quickly. And that happens with drugs too. But but for a long time people go by and don't realize that there needs to be a change. Is it absolutely essential to hit some sort of rock bottom in order to have the kind of spiritual awakening that you did? Well, rock bottom is a, is a, maybe not the term that I would use. Well, but, it's, a, it's you know, to, a, to, a relative term. To, yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a good term, Tom. And, and so, the, most people are not going to become willing to 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 make any real changes until they're face down in the mud. One of the great things about this book, The Mirror, The Window, and The Wall, you know, I, I have a recommendation in there. It takes this book will only take you 25 or 30 minutes to read the whole thing. And I have a recommendation in there that you read that, and then you do a little meditation after you've read it, just kind of considering what you just read. And then you write a paragraph or two about what you just read. And I suggest that you do that every day for one week. You know, that that's a seven. Seven is a, has a, a significance to it and and some of these things will begin to be revealed to to you as you read this it's one of these books that every time you read this you're going to find a deeper level and some new things that you didn't see the first time so that's why i say it's a short book but it packs a big spiritual punch and in one week you will have a life-changing experience reading this book i, I haven't seen anybody and i think that's one of the reasons it's doing so well um and so, 
for people that maybe haven't hit that deep bottom, for, for most people, we need to be face down in the mud before we commence to get any real help. And that means different things for different people. People can be at work. They can have a lot of money. They can live in a big home and drive a really nice car and be married and be absolutely miserable. And with those people, they're going to get the same thing out of this book as somebody would that's just emerging from like like I was when 32 years ago when I was you know camped out behind a McDonald's restaurant <laughs> completely out of my mind. And today I live in a beautiful home and I've been married for many years and I've raised a couple kids and they're adults now. And so, Kenny, it's interesting has, that you use the phrase a spiritual awakening, a lot of, um, and, and this is an, another clumsy phrase, but a lot of survivors of the abyss will credit it to God or Jesus or religion being born again. Why do you say spiritual awakening, and can you have one without God or Jesus or being born again? I, I use that term because it's a broad term. And it's, it's all inclusive. And my effort in all of my writing is not to do anything that would offend anybody. So if a Christian was to pick up my books and read it, they would see nothing in there that would contradict what they believe. And the same thing with a, a Buddhist or a Muslim or a Hindu would pick up my book. Or, and, and they would have the, the same experience. So I use terms like that intentionally that are non-religious because... The religion, of course, as as you know, and you pointed out there just a second ago, religions have been the vehicle that people have used to emerge from the abyss for for time immemorial. As long as we have written history, they've had these experiences with people who were in the abyss that turned to religion, and that's a commonality I think of all religions is that that people are attracted to them when everything else has failed. And that's what helps them find their way back. That, that, that has been the, the vehicle for millions of people to find their way back. In today's world, we have the Internet, we have connections, and I think more and more people are seeing that there's these things all represent separate paths to the same goal. And so people describe themselves now, many people would describe themselves as spiritual but not religious. It means that they find some of these commonalities, what I call the spirituality of religion, which means those things that are common in all religions that are the, that that is the the spiritual life, and what I would call the the uh, you know that's why I use terms like spiritual awakening and spirit and God, and I use those things interchangeably. Well, and you mentioned um, doing things that are esteemable, or as Catholics would say, doing good works. That's that's right. The, the one of the keys to to this life that's described in this book and the, what and finding your true self and 
getting rid of these negative images that we see in the mirror and this need that we have to control what other people think about us and all these walls that we build up. One of the, the things that, uh, that, that comes about when we do that is a whole new approach to life, and that is that I begin to think about other people as much or more than I think about myself. And it's a, a tool that's been used, you know, every religion has that, that go and be of service to others. Help the, you know, help the poor, visit the, the imprisoned, you know, go to help the hospitals, heal the sick. All of those things are the, is that those things are all, um, could be synonyms with esteemable acts. And, and what was it for you? What, what does the first step look like? Well, as far in this in this book, the mirror, the window, and the wall, the first step really is just having a realization that you're one of these people that is living a life with this with this tainted image that's not the truth nor near the truth, as I say, about how we see ourselves, how we see other people, and try to control what they see of us. And the these walls that we build up amongst ourselves. And do you think that's possible for anyone and everyone? I do. I don't think this 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 book or any of my books are are they're not directly meant for anybody. Who you, know, you don't have to be an addict or an alcoholic or see yourself as an overeater or a, any kind of a self harmer in any way to get out of get something out of these books because it's it's why we see so many people so dissatisfied today and why we have these deep divides and arguments among people. People are just not trusting anybody. And people are very suspicious of each other, and people are polarized in ways. And I think these books, and in particular this book, is a very useful tool for anybody that will take the the 25 minutes it's going to take you to sit down and read the book. Kenny, I get the impression that you have uh, uh, multiple things going on all the time, but... With this book done, what's what's next for you, Kenny? What what are you working on next? My next project, I've got. Uh, that's a good question because I you, you you got that right. I've got a lot of things going, but I am currently writing another novel, and uh, and so that novel is a, a like somewhat like my book, Awaken Giant Sleeping Spirit, where the central figure in that book is a a city bus driver and people begin to ride his bus, not for the destination, but for the experience of, of, um, of being on his bus and listening to him talk. He's a, a spiritual guide or a spiritual guru that kind of emerges out of somebody that was unsuspecting. And I'm writing a similar book about it, but it's a sea story about fishing in Alaska and, I live in Seattle. I live really close to Fisherman's Terminal. I spent many years of my life in the in the seafood and fishing business uh, prior to 
to doing as much writing as I'm doing now. And so this is a, a C story, but still it's the same. That That's my big project that's on my table now. A new novel. Well, Kenny, it's this has been fun talking with you. I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Um, you want to share the, the website again? I, I sure would, Tom, and thank you for that opportunity. I hope people will uh, listen to this, and I hope they're going to go visit my author's webpage, and that's at New Thought Life, all one word, New Thought Life. Dot org, and so you'll find that, if you, and if, or you can just simply do a search for author Kenny Down, and you'll find a lot of stuff on social media and a lot of uh, stuff access to get the books, which can be found on Barnes and Noble or Amazon or Walmart or anywhere where online books are sold. Well, Kenny, thanks for spending this time with me this morning, and uh, good luck to you, and keep up the good work. Tom, it was a true pleasure. Appreciate it very much. All right, thanks. And with that, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. I'll have a blue Christmas without you.
While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. 
We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Summer Program.com From Haley, Alex, Alexis, help! And the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Oh, 
never show up here It's just a white trash Christmas It comes this time of year And a Santa Claus don't like us No, we don't need him here And a Santa Claus don't like us Yeah, we don't Last Christmas 
do 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 Oh, Mr. Kringle is soon gonna jingle Then the bells that'll tingle all your troubles away Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Cause Christmas is coming again, again He's got a sleigh full, it's not gonna stay full He's got stuff to drop at every stop of the way Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Christmas is coming again He'll be here With answer to the prayers that you made through the year You'll get yours If you've done everything you should Extra special good he'll make this December The one you'll remember The best and the merriest you ever did have Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Christmas is here again He'll be here With the answer to the prayers that you made through the year You'll get yours if you've done everything you should Extra special good he'll make this December The one you'll remember The best and the merriest you ever did have Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Christmas is here again Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag He's on his way. Better watch out now. From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh, yeah. You pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on, go on, get out of here.